0: As I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season? Is all I'm saying. But again, Jesus
1: Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You know, I you said you
0: want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play.
1: I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kuzeki to Kelsey. I sorry. I did not.
0: You yeah, know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls children of all ages the battered fins fans are back and full motion during this free agency period I am the bearded fanatic the host of the battered fins fans that is my co-host the Battered Jets fan themselves Danny G
1: Danny how are you living good sir pretty great i'm about to have a hall of fame quarterback as my quarterback next season so i am feeling pretty good how are you
0: i'm doing amazing man i'm doing amazing i think that both of our teams are getting really good and we're gonna obviously get into all this free agency talk rumors signings all that good stuff on this episode sorry that we've taken a kind of a two-week hiatus i've had a a litany of things happen over the last couple of weeks um personally Um, That kept me away from being able to drop this content for you guys, but I'm excited that I was able to find time today during the midst of free agency to come and start talking some Dolphins football with you guys. But Danny, in the middle of free agency, like one of the biggest things before, you know, before we even started talking about what players have and haven't resigned for the Miami Dolphins. We were talking about players that we'd want to keep, right? What kind of free agency needs this team needed? And one of the things that is most exciting so far, because I think you felt the same way that I felt, that when we stuck to running the ball, these two gentlemen right here, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, were doing a pretty bang-up job, even with the O-line that we had in place last season. And guess what? They're both coming back. So the rumors of trading for Dalvin Cook are probably put to bed. Um, The rumors of potentially signing Derrick Henry or trading for Derrick Henry is probably put to bed. I'm very happy with this signing, so I'll just drop my two cents on it right They were playing very well for the Miami Dolphins last season. Um, I think if we stuck to a more
1: ground game,
0: yeah, a more balanced offense last season, they could have had even better seasons. Remember, Jeff Wilson was a mid-season trade acquisition, so I think a full season under his belt of him being a bruiser and then Raheem Mostert being that change of pace, kind of like that old-school thunder and lightning that the Giants used to run back in the days, I think being able to implement that into this offense with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill's explosion If they get to a more balanced office, this is going to look really good. So I'm very happy with both these guys coming back. How about you?
1: Uh, My understanding is that they both had over 1,000 yards uh, scrimmage yards for the season. Now, I know that um, Wilson wasn't all with Miami, but they're obviously versatile players. They provide a lot. And if I'm not mistaken, they both averaged well over four yards per carry last year. They did. They did. You guys just never ran the fucking ball. So it was playing Madden, like I like I say it all the time. Mike McDaniel, if you ran to a more balanced attack, it might have been more beneficial to you guys. Not that you guys had a bad offense, but mm-hmm. it would have been even better, possibly. Um, and I mean it's great that you guys brought him back. Now you just got to figure out a way to to use them a little more. I, I agree. And I think one of the things that you mentioned last year, besides the whole Mike McDaniel really loves
0: playing Madden out there. If we could pass the ball, we're gonna pass it 80% of the time and then yeah. hand it, hand it off to a to our running backs 20% of the time. One of the things that you brought up and he brought this up. and I i, I was a big, I, I it on this offensive line a lot. Like outside of Teron Armstead, Connor Williams, I said, listen, Oh, and Robert Hunt. Let me, let, let me not forget about my boy, Robert Hunt outside of those three guys. I'm like the rest of the online shit. Our backups are shit. You know, like we need some more help. And you said, yeah, that could probably be the story for the passing. Uh, your pa- like their their uh, their um their strengths at uh are basically They're pass running blocking, your, right? The pass blocking was ineffective, but they were really good at if you're if you're running backs are averaging four point three yards of carry and four point four, obviously your run your run blocking scheme is working really well. So yep. that that was to your point. That was awesome that you brought that up because obviously not something I looked at when you initially said it. But when you go back and look at it, they were opening up some holes for our running backs. And like you said, again, I know we're beating a dead horse over this comment. We'll keep saying it. If we had a more balanced attack, I think that we we could have been even more effective against teams later in the season. But let's, let's move on to something else. One of the things that I talked about a few weeks ago was my three potential quarterbacks that I would love to be backing up to a This guy I did not mention because I thought, I really, really thought, if he was going to go anywhere, he was going to probably come back and fight for the starting job for the New York Jets. But Danny, yeah. Mike effing White has signed on. Fort Lauderdale native is coming back home to be a Tua Tunga-Vailoa's backup. And I'll say when the signing happened, I was actually pretty happy with this signing because you want to talk about a gritty player? Mike White's a gritty player. You Talk about playing on 25 broken ribs and still out there trying to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. This guy excites me Um, the way that the players surround Mike White. Like I saw that obviously doing a, a, a Jet show with you. The way the players surround him and have so much love for this guy, that's the kind of locker room guy that I want for the Miami Dolphins. And I'm very happy that he is a Miami Dolphin.
1: Look, the Jets fans loved Mike White. I love Mike White. I thought he was a, a great quarterback. Okay, let me paraphrase. Right, me right. Change. Not a great quarter, a great backup quarterback. Yeah, he come out and I when he was on the field, I felt like we had a great chance to win. He would move the ball up. He he had a great arm. He well, He wasn't mobile, but you know what you want out of a backup quarterback is what you got, got with Mike White. Right. So I think you guys had a great signing. I, I wasn't expecting you guys to give him so much money, um, but I think Mike White is a great backup. I honestly thought he was going to go end up in LA and be a backup over there since um, this kid, uh, Michael floor ended up in LA. Yeah. So I thought he might go out there with him, but he wanted to come back home. He's, he's a gritty player. He's a great locker room guy, and he's going to end up starting a couple games for you guys next year, one way or another. Cause you know, two, can't stay healthy for 17 mm. games. Mm. And, Let's say he starts three or four games. I promise you, you probably have a great chance to win two or three of those with Mike White under the the, the center. So I think Mike White was a great pickup for you guys.
0: Danny wouldn't be a Jeff fan if he wouldn't just want to throw a little jab at our boy Tua Tungavailo, who's out there mastering his judo class so he could be well-equipped next season to be able to take falls at a better pace. When was the last time he played a full season? But Danny, you know, you bring up a solid point that, you know, he hasn't been able to stay healthy so far in his career with the Miami Dolphins. It's unfortunate. And I think, I think, because technically speaking, his body was healthy last season. He was a little bit more swole coming into last season. Ultimately, the concussions is what took him out um, for those matter of games. I think that's a one-off. And I think this upcoming season, you're not going to have any concussion problems with Tua Tungabayaloa.
1: I think in, um, again, no fault of his own. I've said this a million times. There's just some people that are just injury prone. Yeah. And... His body was great for one season. Is his body going to be great for two seasons in a row? Maybe, maybe not. Can you feel confident with that? Definitely not. Are you going to ride him to the end? Of course. Because when he does play, he's played well. Outside of the last three games he played last season. Um, So I think that Mike White was necessary. Mike White was necessary because he is, in my opinion, off the top of my head, if not the best top three, four backup quarterbacks in the league.
0: I agree. I I think the possession that Mike White's in to be able to come and play with these offensive weapons is going to be very exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. If he does have to play two, three games this season, I think, like you said, he's going to be able to win those games and put us in positions to win those games. Um, I remember one of the stat lines last year, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was against the Vikings. He had six offensive drives that all went into the red zone consecutively. Now, ultimately, you guys couldn't get into the end zone. But I, I don't think that when you have the type of talent we do on offense, that, that would be a problem here. What I'm saying by that point is that I think Mike White gives you enough to be able to get you up and down the field when you need it. But before we move on to what else has happened so far, I want to ask you a question. And this is, I'm just throwing this out there because I read a lot of feedback and I'm sure you, you read about it as well about people saying that it was too soon to pick up Tungabuero's fifth-year option, that we had time to do this. We didn't have to do this right away. But, Danny, I want to I drop something on your shoulders and then get your feedback on this. Okay. You're talking about a kid who looked really good last season when he was on the field. Like, he literally came into his own under Mike McDaniel's offense and looked really good. Now, you're talking about picking up his fifth-year option where he's going to be guaranteed north of $24 million for the fifth year that he's in the league. Now, let me ask you a question. One, do you agree that it was too soon? And two, I think the best option was to pick it up because if he does stay healthy, Danny, he's going to cost you a whole lot more if you don't pick up that fifth-year option and you want to end up resigning. You might end up signing this guy to a four-year, $160 million contract because they just had to pay Daniel Jones we're not picking up his fifth option l- last year. I think the fact that you get away with p- paying paying Tua Tungavaiolo north of twenty four million for a season, and then giving him his um, his new contract, is probably the smartest way to go about doing this, right?
1: I don't know. I- I've come to learn one thing in sports, and at least in the NFL, these contracts mean absolutely nothing, right? So you gave him that fifth year, okay? So he's with you for f- and for it's the next guaranteed, year. and it's guaranteed, so it's guaranteed. But let's say hypothetically, there was a point in the season where we were talking about him possibly being the MVP, him or Jalen Hurts. Correct. He's the one of them winning, but that was the conversation. Right. If he, he has an MVP, good. if he ends up having an MVP type season next year, you don't think he'll ask for an extension or or a, or a new contract the next offseason? No, no, no. Like, that, does, that,
0: but but I'm saying that's for sure. But what I'm saying is if, if, there, if you wouldn't have picked it up, let's say you go into the next season, you didn't pick it up. Now for sure you're paying him way more than 24 million is my point. I think the Dolphins got off cheap, just giving him 24 million guaranteed. And let's say he does come back and have an MVP season, then you could go into next offseason and re- and work that new contract out. But the fact I, I, that
1: I, the fact no, that you're I, going yeah, yeah go good.
0: Ahead. The fact that you're going to next season, you're only paying him 24 million when other quarterbacks are getting paid way more than that um annually. I I, I think it was a smart move by the Miami Dolphins to pick up that fifth year option. But the, the the upcoming year is the fourth year, isn't it? No, well, uh, I'm sorry.
1: The upcoming year is the fourth year. Yes, but so my, my point is, if that his fourth year ends up being an MVP type season, the yeah. fifth year you're not going to pay him just 24 mil. He's going to ask for a large contract.
0: You're absolutely right. right? But like like hit, all these QBs do. But the hit for for that fifth year is only going to be 24 million. Whatever he gets paid after that is whatever he gets paid after that. My thing is. That if you didn't pick it up and he does come this year and has a balling out season, you're gonna pay him northwards of that 24 million next year. And you're already paying guys like Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddles and is coming up as well in a couple of seasons. You're gonna be able to have to make room for all these guys. And by the way, Chris Greer has done an amazing job. Does an amazing job with the way he gets draft picks and well, <laughs> as people put out there in his beams. Chris Greer on the phone saying fuck them picks because the way he's able to restructure these contracts and make cap room. And we both said the cap room is probably fake. It's probably fake news. The cap room doesn't really exist, but the way that he's able to restructure to be able to get so much cap room and big, big shout outs to Toronto Armstead, Tyree kill Bradley Chubb, the way they were able to move their money around to be able to make room for new guys coming in. I thought was pretty awesome. But Danny to the, my final point, picking up his fifth year option, knowing that you only have to pay him 24 million for, guaranteed for that upcoming season is way cheaper than him coming out and balling next year. And all right, in two years, we're going to pay you way more than 24 million, but at least we know for that fifth year, it's 24 million that you're getting paid.
1: I think it was a, a, a smarter move on his part, right? For sure. He's not sure if he could stay healthy. So he just guaranteed himself those 24 million that fifth year. Yeah. So I'd say it's a smarter move on Tua's part. Well, let's
0: go to another thing that affects Tua. Where is the O-line help, Danny? Yes, we may be great at at run blocking, but one of the things that's affecting your team and my team at the same time, there are some offensive linemen out there that are pretty good that still haven't been picked up. Now, free agency officially does start tomorrow. These signings could come, but when it comes to these signings, I don't care if you get a Derrick Henry, a Dalvin Cook, if you don't have the ability to keep your quarterback protected and upright, what difference does it make? And pass blocking was horrible last season. Teron Armstead and Collar Williams, played amazing um, football. Robert Hunt played amazing football. But who, the rotating door at left, uh, left guard, the rotating door at right tackle, those are big points. Now, I'm not saying go out and spend $80 million on a right tackle like the Kansas City Chiefs did, but you have to go get one of these veteran free agencies that are available right now and either fill up that left guard or fill up that right tackle position. Because I think that when you go into the draft and you say, oh, no, we'll address it in the draft. Danny, how many years in a row have the Miami Dolphins drafted offensive linemen that just don't pan out? So
1: Those are just question marks.
0: Right. I think that when it comes to offensive line and defensive line, you're better off attacking it during free agency. And there's some good studs out there that Dolphins should be able to pick up.
1: I, I, look, I think because Tua's health was the biggest question mark, and honestly what deterred your season so much last year, For sure, the number one priority should be outside of signing Tua for that fifth year is making sure that he's healthy enough to fulfill the fourth year so Preacher. that that fifth year makes sense. So, obviously, the offensive line should be a priority. So, instead of trading for Jalen Ramsby, instead of looking into Jordan Poyer, instead of filling up uh, – I forgot this kid from the Titans that you guys got. Like, it's, instead of – David instead, Long. Instead of beefing up the defense, let's defend Tua. Make sure that he is okay because that's the priority. You I guys are going to go as Tua. far as Tua takes you.
0: Right. I want to see Tua stand in the backfield like those many seasons where we saw Tom Brady on the Patriots and you got mad and you got mad how long he was standing upright back. there, just looking, just looking, just looking. I want that for Tua Bailo because I feel like if he if he would have that type of protection, he would be even more successful.
1: But that takes time to build. And I don't think you're going to have necessarily that, but you could improve. Right. And that needs to happen. Instead, needs to of, instead of and it
0: has to be a priority. What we've seen from Brian Tannehill and two of the so far, the the last two quarterbacks for the Miami Dolphins that basically there's instances where they literally hike the ball and people are in their face right away. Now that's going to happen sometimes, you know, with blitz and all that, not being able to pick them up. But the fact that there was are there was times where it's four linemen rushing and two was already running for his life. That we need to fix, and that's just my point. But Danny, you mentioned it. Let's talk about it. The exciting news we could potentially be having a defensive backfield of Xavier Howard, Javon Holland. Uh, Brandon Jones, Jalen Ramsey, and a potential Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know a lot of talk, and we've talked about this at at length about the offer that Xavier Howard had, but the fact that he didn't have Byron Jones across from him because you know the guy's a bum. Um, and according according to sources, his injuries got so bad that he could not run after that Week Four game against the Bengals, where we clearly saw him jogging up and down the sideline. We're like, all right, this guy's only a couple games away. And then all of a sudden, gone for the season. The fact that he gets a player, the caliber of J- of um, Jalen Ramsey, opposite of Xavier Howard, whether Jalen Ramsey's the one, whether Xavier Howard is the one, the fact that it re- doesn't really matter in the Vic Fangio defense that he runs, because he runs a lot more zone. He runs a lot of cover four, cover six. He doesn't blitz as often. He uses his four, He uses three, four, really rush. right? Mm-hmm. I think that that type of defense. And then you're talking about Javon Holland, sir. And you're talking about Brandon Jones back there. Kater Kuhu in the nickel. He had a very impressive. I know Kater Kohu is one of the guys that you really liked coming out of Texas Tech something. Like he was like literally came out of nowhere. And the fact that he played so well as a rookie, undrafted rookie at that, I think it spells, I don't want to say trouble, but I'm going to go with trouble. Fuck it. Trouble for a lot of other offenses because you got to pick out where you're going to throw in the middle of this. In the middle of this, oh, you, defensive throw to, backfield. you throw
1: to Xavier Howard. This guy's so disrespectful. Look, Xavier Howard. Until he plays better, I'm not gonna believe it until he I. He only see had him. one bad year. He only had one bad year, sir. But it's, it's a difference if you say he had a bad stretch. He had a bad game. He had a bad first half of the year. Right. He had a bad season. Yep. He was injured a lot. He was injured a lot. Playing through injuries, man. Playing through injuries. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe that's the case, and maybe he'll be healthy next year. Yeah. But Xavier Howard on top of taking a step back because he wasn't the guy, because sure. Pat like Jalen Ransons is going to be on the other side, he's going to get picked on a lot. He's going to be forced to prove himself because he's going to see a lot of balls thrown I his agree. way. So we're gonna learn. We're going to learn really early on if he's back or if this is just the new Xavier Howard. I, I want you to play
0: devil's advocate for me real quick and put on a Miami Dolphins hat. Okay. Let's say that Xavier Howard plays mm-hmm. at the caliber that he played the year before th- this past season where okay. he had a uh, uh and drones on the opposite. And they were basically, he was like, he was a down, true pro bowler, right? When he was locking down half the field. When you look at this defense and you look at a Christian Wilkins and you look at a Jalen Phillips and you look at a Bradley Chubbs and Zach Zieler's coming back as well. Our biggest weakness. And I've talked about this at length too, is our linebacker core right now. Now, granted they signed David long to come be our linebacker. I looked him up. He has good numbers. But nobody's going to jump out the sheet at you, you know? Um, he had good run. By the way, he had really good run stuffing numbers. I believe he was the second linebacker ranked in, in run stuffs last year. So that's pretty exciting. But you remember, our linebackers are getting picked on as well. Um, Duke Riley was getting picked on a lot with tight ends that came down here. Um, he got re-signed. That one's kind of questionable to me. Somebody gave it a B-grade. A B- I think that's more like a C-. minus. Um, that, that's neither here nor there. But when you talk about that defensive back backfield, it, it, there has to be some semblance of Sam Madison, Brock Marion, Brian Walker, Patrick Tan vibes coming off here if they all play at the caliber that their names are have been playing up to this point.
1: No, most definitely. You guys have a solid defensive. Xavier Howard took a step back. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey, I've heard a lot of haters saying that Jalen Ramsey is no longer a top 10 quarterback. Gunny Gumby. Gunny Gumby. I think he is a top ten cornerback, but I will say he used to be the clear number one in the league for sure. That he isn't anymore. Okay, so I could deal. What with I'm that. saying is right. So it's top ten, you're still fucking good. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that if he took a step back and Xavier Howard took a step back, yes, you guys still have a great starting defensive backfield. But yeah. you guys are imagining Xavier Howard in his prime. You're imagining the number one cornerback in the league, Jalen Ramsey. So that's what you're imagining. Are you mm-hmm. guys still going to be great? Probably. Am I going to predict that the Dolphins defense is going to be great? The last two years I did that, I'm not going to do that again. The <laughs> I, last think you, two years I, I think I, you should go the other end. By the way, yeah. they're going to be the,
0: one of the worst defenses next year. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to say one of the worst, but I'm definitely not going to say one of the best because the last two years it's I bit said, It's you in the ass. Your, it's bit you in the ass. Your, your defense sure. is going to be so good. It's going to carry you to the, de- to the, uh, to yeah, the, yeah. the playoffs. the To the playoffs. And, yeah, I'm not doing it again. Even no. though this year, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm still going to wait to see. Wait they for it. They have to wait prove it. it. Yeah, they have <laughs> to let's, prove let's it. Let's but wait right, eight weeks. Let's wait eight weeks and then you drop it. So, Jordan Poyer, if he does join, which I've, I've been oh my saying God, God, let's last talk about summer, that. Right, you have. Uh, he's going to be amazing. He's pro bowl every year. Him, Javon Holland back there. Like, you guys are, are set as far as safety goes. You guys might have the best safety duo in the league. The best cornerback duo, no. But the best right. safety duo... It's up there for sure. Um, defensive backs, you guys are set. Obviously, defensive line, you guys are deep. Yeah. The linebackers are the question. Oof, yes. And Bradley Chubb with his contract, I, I still don't know if he's going to be worth that contract that he has. I, I, I don't believe in Bradley Chubb.
0: I, I think a lot of people came out and tried to defend. They're like, oh, well, now he got Vic Fangio back. And people forget that while Vic Fangio he didn't was in Denver, play well with Vic Fangio. He, he didn't play great and he couldn't stay healthy either. So it's like, I get the excitement. I do. And nobody wants the Dolphins to succeed more than I do. But what I'm saying is stop jumping the ship. Wait. Wait until these players get on the field and we see how they mesh together and they run this new defensive scheme. It might be rough for the first two weeks and there are a lot of people, oh, my God, look at this bullshit. We gave all this money away. They look like crap. Blitz. Why aren't they blitzing? Right. It's like, guys, please fucking practice patience, man. Eventually, when they start gelling is when it's going to get exciting. Don't expect that they're going to come out next season and just start 6-0. and like, don't do that to yourselves. Just wait. I will tell
1: you. Wait and see. I looked up Vic Vangio, and I think we talked about it on the on the episode that we had from Vic Fangio. Yeah. Every team that he's gone to, yes, it could have been the Bears that were literally ranked 32nd when he got there. Mm-hmm. He got them to a top three defense within two years. Yep. Sometimes in that first year. So, with the names that he has on this defense, yep, I have no doubt that the Dolphins could be. And should be a top five defense,
0: which Another is, way. by the way, which is the the most the least he's ranked has been top five. So I'm glad you said it like that. That is the least that man has ran a defense. Right. And
1: again, he's taken over when he took over with when he was when he was with the Bears. They yeah. were literally ranked 32nd when he left. They were first. Like he, this man is a defensive genius. Yes, but. I don't know what exactly happened last year on the road. I'm not sure why your defense played different on the road than home. I'm sure that that was just an aberration this year. That'll get corrected next year. I think your defense is going to be great with this with these new additions, Patrick Ramsey, with if you guys get Jordan Poyer. I, I see no weaknesses outside of maybe outside linebacker. Yeah, I, I think you guys are set, uh, honestly, defensively, and it's kind of scary, honestly. I, I want and, – and
0: we're about to cut out here – This is all I want by the time we record our next episode. One of these very good veteran offensive linemen to get picked up for the Miami Dolphins. If we do nothing else in free agency and we just sign one of these offensive linemen, whether it be a right tackle or a left guard, just fill one of these holes. I could be fine with even an Austin Jackson coming back and playing right tackle next year. If you fill in a left guard hole, or vice versa. I could deal with the L- Liam Eichenberg because he's still playing on a rookie deal. As long as you sign an effective right tackle, I will be completely happy. But Danny, as always, as we're about to tune out,
1: I appreciate you coming out here talking some dolphins football, you know. Real quick. Yeah. If if we hit mid April, we're getting ready for the draft. Yeah. And you guys didn't address the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Do you consider this offseason a failure as so far as far as free agency goes? <sighs> Because you got I, Patrick Ramsey. There's a there's a possibility Ramsey, that you Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Who the Patrick Ramsey? No idea. No idea. All right. All right. So Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. You guys might get Jordan Poyer. Would you still consider this offseason as far as free agency I goes can't. a failure if you do not fill in the offensive line needs? I,
0: I wouldn't. I think we dropped the ball, not signing a one of these stud offensive linemen to fill in one of these holes, whether it be right tackle or left guard. But I could being that they got both their running backs back. They got somebody to back up Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Then they could potentially get Jordan Poirier as well. There is no way I could call it a failure. I would say we definitely dropped the ball. I get it. Listen, Joe Douglas is a really good GM. Chris Greer. So, so is has, Chris Greer. Right. Chris Greer has knocked it out of the park sometimes with, with his picks. But offensive line has been something that's not gone. very. It's kind of like you guys drafting quarterbacks. I think Chris Greer's kryptonite is drafting offensive linemen. And I think that's been a problem so far. So if it, if it got to to the draft and we didn't pick up one of these offense alignment, yes, I would consider that we dropped the ball, but I would not consider it a failure.
1: I'm gonna leave you with this little nugget. Yeah. I still think Tom Brady is your starting
0: quarterback next year. Jesus Christ, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this was the Battered Fins fans episode talking free agency. I am the Bearded Fanatic. That was the Battered Jet fan himself, Denny G, who's very excited for the potential of Aaron Rodgers maybe signing. I mean, maybe traded over to the New York Jets in a couple of weeks.
1: Is there a chance that we both of our games are primetime next year? I think so. There's
0: I, I, there, the Dolphins jets is always a good show maybe not that last game of the season. But I think yeah, that because
1: if, we had nobody playing.
0: right. I think if we have that talent on both sides, there we have to have a primetime. Whether it's Thursday night, we should have a primetime game. But yes, I would agree with you. sir, always a pleasure. ladies and gentlemen, if you've tuned in for the last twenty six minutes to listen to the better Film Time podcast I appreciate you, follow us on Twitter. We're gonna be dropping more content, more free agency news, more so draft a, news. The new year
1: started. We
0: are, we're off and rolling, baby. Batter fans, fans checking out beard fanatic, De- batter Jeff fan. Peace. Take flight.